0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. Um, what a weekend of football. We actually had a full weekend of football. All 32 teams played over the past few days. It's been great. Just watching any football. The football was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> the games were kind of brutal to watch, especially when you don't know a lot of the players, especially in those second halves. You know, it, it took it took a little effort And to be honest, I didn't watch a lot of the second half, but I didn't fall asleep the whole time. I will go through all my notes and, you know, talk about all the fantasy relevant things uh, that I found from these games um, that I think are relevant. And I leave out all the things that I don't think are relevant. Um, Or I leave out stuff that, you know, is already kind of common knowledge. We already know, you know, who the superstars are. We already know who's getting the ball. But, you know, things of note um, are, you know, the type of things that I want to share with you guys. You know, I did look for all the things that I usually look for in the preseason, you know, and try to extract as much information as I can and add that to the arsenal (laughs) that I use to make fantasy football decisions You know, when it comes to the draft, right? Um, And you know, and also players to monitor throughout not only the off season but throughout the season too, in case you don't end up drafting certain players. Um, So I kind of want to go through that after the news, just to kind of go through my thought process of, you know, what I look for in the preseason. You know, it's not about stats, right? The 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 box score isn't really valuable at the end of the day. There are a bunch of other things that you know play into how you end up drafting certain players you know when it comes to competitions when it comes to incumbents um when it comes when it comes to rookie running backs um when it comes to how players are, are used and utilized with that first team um second team players that can possibly make it to the first team and be a sleeper at the end of drafts you know things like that those are the t- type of things we look f- look for um but you know i'll get into that into in a lot more detail once we get finished with the news um so let's let's get started with that um want to start off with ryan matthews so he was released from the eagles today um you know he had a physical he passed his physical i think he had a neck injury um that he passed so he's 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 Pretty healthy now, but you know the guy we know. We he can't stay healthy. Um, you know there are some teams that probably need a running back that will pick him up. He's not going to be a free agent for too long. But um, you know he most likely isn't going to be a guy you know that uh, is going to get a ton of volume from teams. Teams know you know his deal at this point. Um, they're getting a guy who is talented, but is not going to be able to. Uh, get a lot of volume and really uh, produce with that volume. but you know he can be an effective guy who comes in every now and then to either spell or you know come in on short short yard situations if any team is running the pistol, you know he's a good uh, read option type of running back. We've seen him have success in the chip Kelly offense um you know kind of going laterally uh, before he gets the ball in the backfield so Um, you know, he, he would have some value, but I don't think he's going to have much fantasy value unless, you know, he's on a team where running back gets hurt, um, you know, and he's forced to carry the load, but, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it. So, um, ESPN Bucks reporter Jenna Lane believes that OJ Howard, the rookie tight end on the Bucks, um, that his early contributions will come primarily as a blocker. Um, now obviously Howard is very talented as a pass catcher and we saw that in college, Um, But we, you know, we did see in the preseason game uh, over the weekend that Cameron Brait was very involved with the first team. uh, And Jameis did find him a few times on that drive, right? Um, And I wouldn't mind drafting Brait at late as my tight end. You know, he's going super late. You know, if I didn't draft the tight end, I wouldn't mind him because Jameis loves passing to the tight end. His passer rating when targeting tight ends is near the top of the league. Too bad we can't say that for his passer rating otherwise, but... You know it's it's pretty good. So and and a, a good a good target uh, at the, at the end of drafts. So uh, this Thursday, Jay Cutler will start. Well, I don't know if he's going to start, but he will play for the Dolphins. Not sure if he's going to get first team work. I mean, obviously he's going to be the starter week one uh, for the Dolphins, but not sure what they're planning on doing with him in this preseason game. But he will play. Um, so it should be interesting to see. You know who he targets um, to see to see if he favors any particular position. Uh, to see if he dumps it off to his running back a few times, which I expect him to do. Um, you know, it'll be interesting, interesting to see his, his tendencies in this new offense in the limited time he's had with it. So bad news for Jordan Matthews. He got traded, um, and within the first half an hour of pl- practicing with the Bills, he injured his chest. He has a chip fracture in his sternum, which does not sound fun, and sound like it hurts pretty bad um but yeah so he you know he's going to be out for the foreseeable future um probably for um a couple of weeks at least um it's more about pain tolerance than anything else but um I didn't want to bring up Zach Ertz from his former team um now that now that um Matthews is gone from the Eagles I really like Ertz even more than I did before. I I was already kind of big on Ertz. I thought that, you know, he would be pretty valuable in PPR leagues. And where he's going in drafts, you know, you can kind of get him for free. Um, You know, in a PPR setting, I really like Ertz. um, And especially with Matthews leaving, he kind of gets that middle of the field all to himself. Nelson Aguilar probably will take that slot position from Matthews, but... Ertz was already a favorite of Carson Wentz last year, uh, and he definitely produced. Um, So I'm I'm, I'm targeting Ertz in PPR league. So uh, Leonard Fournette, he apparently hurt his foot and won't play in this upcoming week's preseason game. We don't know what the injury is, but they're saying that they're taking it slow. So as of right now, doesn't seem to be a big deal. Um, DeMarco Murray, he's back in practice from that hamstring, hamstring injury he's had. Um, hopefully he rested in it enough. Um, you know, these soft tissue injuries are tricky, um, but you know, hopefully he's back at full strength and he's here for the long haul. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the games. Um, you know, not sure if you guys got a chance to watch it. Um, but if you didn't, you know, I can kind of give you the highlights of that. But first, I think it'll be good to kind of understand what we're looking for in the preseason. You know, stats are great, but they just don't tell the whole story. There are different players who light up the stat sheet every week in preseason, but, you know, they can become absolutely irrelevant come regular season. Um, And they might not even play a role that will make them fantasy relevant at all. Um, But that's the key of watching the preseason for me, a player's role. So here are a few things I look for when watching preseason to kind of help me educate uh, myself and add to my fantasy football knowledge. So so when a game begins, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, okay, who's starting at running back here? Um, is the number one hurt? Is the number one just not playing in this game? Um, you know, so who's the number two? Um, you know, is the number one done for the day? Is it the number two's turn? You know, that's kind of what I'm looking for. When it comes to, to running backs, and, and, and also, you know, are these running backs getting only early down work? Are they getting any early down work at all? Are they also playing on third down? Uh, if not, who's in on third down? Um, it, does it seem like a committee that's in with this first team? Or do the roles seem more defined um, where, you know, a player might be getting the early down work and another player might begin to work on third down? um those are the type of things i look for for running backs for wide receivers you know i kind of look at who who's playing and who's on the field in two wide receiver sets in three wide receiver sets you know in i look at tight ends to see like who's in on those two tight end sets um when they play one tight end who's in you know those type of things we we want to see who's going to be on the field the most and things change every year um so we we have to take note of that um you know, who are the starting QBs looking for? Targets from the starting QB in the first quarter, um, you know, or wh- however long the first team is on the field, you know, it's an indication of where they like to go. So, for example, if you watched a preseason last year, multiple games, you saw that Marvin Jones was being heavily targeted by Matthew Stafford. And those who drafted J- Jones were very delighted for a small period of time. But, <laughs> you know, regardless, it gave you information. It gave you the sense that okay, you know what, it looks like this QB kind of trusts this receiver. I'm gonna take a shot on shot at him later in the rounds, even though people might not think he's that valuable, or maybe people do think he's valuable. But at the same time, if you know that a QB likes to target a certain player, why not uh, go out and try to get that guy? Um, it seems pretty black and white to me. Now, one preseason game, you know, isn't gospel. You know, we have to really look at all of the information that we have you know not just these preseason games but you know everything that led up to these preseason games in between in camp you know and all the other information these these are all Little things that we kind of put together and draw conclusions, you know, towards the end of the preseason right before our fantasy football drafts. Um, Obviously, I like to draft right before the regular season starts because that's just when you have the most information. Um, That third preseason game is super important. Um, It's when you take a look at the starters for the longest period of time before the season starts and you kind of get an idea um, of what they want to do. You kind of get an idea of you know who they're going to play and what roles they play. So that's kind of the most important preseason game. But, you know, this game is a good indication too of, you know, what teams are trying to do. Um, you know, and you know, they, they they really just want to get some guys on the field and kind of work things out. Um, and then in camp in between these games, they work on the things that they think they need to improve on and they get to go to the next game and they kind of try it out, you know, against a vanilla defense for example. So, you know, take all the information with a grain of salt, but understand it's still information. Um, Now, what we don't want to do is look at stats. Um, Stats stats just simply don't matter in the preseason. For example, what Kenny Galladay did was impressive on the stat sheet, but it wasn't Matt Stafford throwing him either of his touchdowns. But what was more important to me was the quality of Kenny Galladay's catches and how he looked on the field um if he's on the field with Stafford I'm very intrigued because he looks like he belongs um you know he was making some very impressive catches so you know he, he's a guy that you know I'm taking a shot on at the end of drafts just just based on this game um you know also you know we have to take into account that players who have good games after the first teams are off the field are doing it against vanilla defenses you know in second or third stringers um So, yeah, so, you know, we want to take note of things that happened, but continue to monitor it throughout the preseason. Another important thing is the eye test Um, for players I'm interested in. How do they look on the field? Are they elusive? Do they seem like they belong? Are they standing out? Are they starting to make a case to win the job? Um, What about the rookie running backs? How do they look first time for them in a real game? You know, it's interesting to see them on the field with NFL players and how they react, how they react to the speed of the game. Um, obviously the regular season is faster than the preseason and then the playoffs are faster than the regular season So, you know, these players have have, you know, they need time to adjust Um, they haven't had that type of speed in practice. So, you know, these types of these are the type of things that we look for So, you know gonna go game by game here um, you know, I I try to point things out according to what I just talked about. And, you know, if I didn't include it, it means I either missed a play or, you know, I didn't really care about his fantasy relevance for this year. So I'm going to start with the 49ers and Chiefs. So on the Chiefs side of the ball – so Tyreek Hill got a deep catch on Alex Smith on the first play. A pretty impressive separation by Hill. Um, they made it look routine and easy like they have practiced it a million times. Um, and, you know, reports out of camp are that Tyreek Hill you know, and, and Alex Smith have a pretty good rapport. Um, Spencer Ware got the start at running back. Um, He played through most of the first quarter. He played on third down, which is interesting Got a bunch of targets in addition to his carries. So and he also had a goal line carry for a touchdown He looked good Um, Kareem hunt. He had one carry later in the day So there were reports that Kareem hunt was getting in with the ones in camp Um, This this game didn't seem like that was the case So we should continue to monitor this situation and if this continues the way it's continuing I like spencer where where he's being drafted right now Um, pat mahomes you know he looked good for a rookie you know he's uh he's, he's a gunslinger um so you know he's a he's a fun player to watch so on the 49er side of the ball carlos hyde got the start at running back he also played on third down he had a couple targets i think he had one target or two targets on third down um if he can play all downs he's a value in fantasy drafts um he, he's going in a great spot right now but he's probably gonna kind of um, rise a little bit, um, especially when people realize that Tim Hightower or Joe Williams aren't a threat to him. Uh, but speaking of Joe Williams, you know he came in after Matt Breda um, He Breda did fumble the ball, but you know Joe Williams came in after that. He looked pretty good. You know, granted it was against backups, but he had some pep to his step. He was a you know he was he was a fun player to watch. Um, Aldrick Robinson got a bunch of targets. He looked good, and Kendrick Bourne looked good too. Um let's move on to the Bucks and Bengals. So uh that as far as the Bucks go, Doug Martin got the start. He looked good. You know, he you know if he continues to do what he's doing, he should get the job back when he comes back in week 4. Um I don't see Jaquiz holding on to that job. Jaquiz is more of a volume play it seems like um you know uh when when you know Doug Martin got out of the game but Winston stayed in and Jaquiz came on the next series. Um probably because he needed to work with the ones since he's playing uh, he's going to be the starter for those first three games so and he looked okay and like I said he's all about the volume but if he gets the volume you know he'll be worth starting in those first few weeks we won't know what kind of volume he's going to get until week one is over obviously last year he was getting some really good volume so he was very start start worthy and you know he was a solid RB2 in some weeks he was an RB1 but but honestly like that could change they have they have you know, a few running backs on the roster. Um, and, you know, we don't know what kind of volume he's going to get that week one. Um, but we'll find out soon enough. Um, Cameron Brait, he got the start and had two catches on the first drive. Um, and, you know, they drafted Howard, and Brait looks to be the guy um, still involved, and Jameis is looking for him. Um, Mike Evans still getting tons of targets. I don't even know why I brought that up. <laughs> That's super obvious that he's going to get that. But, you know, Evans looks good. You know, we want to see if the superstars are looking good too, right? Um, on the Bengals side of the ball, Jeremy Hill, he got the start, had a couple of nice runs. Mixon came in on the same series to spell Hill, and Hill came back in. So that's interesting, right? That's a distinction that we should make, that Hill didn't get go off, and that was the end of his day. And then Mixon came in. Mixon came in on the same series, which means that it's looking like a timeshare as of right now. Um, Hill got a carry around the five-yard line. And then Mixon came in uh, for a passing play near the goal line, um, and and Geo didn't play. Um, Hill, you know, Hill did a decent job keeping the starting gig. gig. You know, he looked okay. Um, once he was out and Mixon came in for him, Mixon had a few nice catches and some runs. And on one particular play, he made about three guys miss along the sideline. He's a talented player. He's a, he's he's good. Um, you know, it, he would be like the clear choice for me to just play all three downs <laughs> in this offense I, you know you know Gio's a good player too and you know he he should probably get some playing time as well but I I really feel like um Mixon can do it all he looks really good in this game um you know, in the limited snaps that he, he got, um, Tyler Eifert played, you know, looks like he's healthy enough to play. If a player wasn't close to being healthy, they usually wouldn't risk it in this first preseason game, but looks like he's good to go. That's a great sign. Um, you know, he, he's someone that, you know, injure, injuries usually linger with. So glad that he was out there. I have a lot more confidence in people drafting him now. Um, Jets-Titans. So on the Jets side of the ball, Robbie Anderson, he caught a bomb from McCown. Uh, Neither Powell or Forte played, so didn't get any quality significance from the running back position Hackenberg and McCown they're both targeting Anderson so you know either way like whether McCown starts the season and Hackenberg comes in it seems like Anderson kind of separated himself as the clear number one here so that's something to monitor throughout the preseason to just kind of make sure that that's the case and if it is he is uh, a little bit of a value um, you know at the end of the draft remember the Jets defense also sucks I mean their line is great uh, but you know they're going to be down in games and uh you know the Jets are just going to be throwing the ball a lot and Anderson could be someone who reaps the benefits of that um as far as the Titans go uh Murray didn't play he just came back today to practice so Derek Henry he got the start and played okay you know nothing special um Rashard Matthews seemed to be still seems to be involved you know he 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 was running with the ones and he he looked he looked pretty good um I remember Corey Davis is hurt with that hamstring injury, so that's something to note as well. So, you know, Richard Matthews, you know, he was the number one receiver for the Titans last year, um, but, you know, that landscape has changed. But, you know, he still seems like Mariota has a rapport with him, so uh, he could still be valuable and someone you can grab late in drafts. Um, Cowboys and Rams. Um, McFadden started for the Cowboys. He played on third down, too. Um, So he looks to be like that initial workhorse possibly. Um, He looked fine. You know, he didn't do anything special. Morris came in later and didn't do anything special either. Um, But it is worth noting that McFadden played all three downs when he was in. He seemed like he was in on every play. Um, So that's something to note and something to monitor throughout the next couple games. Um, You know, if that's the case, McFadden is a huge value. I mean, you're going to be getting him, you know, and starting him weeks one, through seven, you know they have a bye week six, um, so that's that's a lot of value right there. You know, throw him in your flex. You know, that's a <laughs> that's a that's that's some good value right there. um So uh, on the Rams side of the ball, Gurley started played all three downs. That's good to know. Uh, Lance Dunbar, as we know, got hurt. He was supposed to be the passing down specialist, but he's out now indefinitely. So it looks like that's Gurley's job. He he, he was already going to get a lot of touches. Um, But now he he seems like he's going to get a ton of work this year Um, Cardinals Raiders, Jerron Brown um, You know, he looked really good. He was he was playing in two wide receiver sets Um, He he had a he had a wide open touchdown deep but Palmer overthrew him Um, He looked pretty good. Uh, David Johnson. He played he got the start. Obviously Chris Johnson came in after a few plays and Kerwin Williams came in after that So not sure if Chris Johnson is a safe handcuff for DJ at this point um, it seems like, uh, you know, Kerwin Williams and Chris Johnson could easily split work uh, behind David Johnson. Um, you know, if David Johnson were ever to go down, I don't think either of those guys would be dependable in this offense. Um, wide receiver Britton Golden. He caught a few passes from Palmer, caught a short touchdown. He looked good, too. Um, you know, he's a guy who's been on a few different teams over the last couple of years. But he passed the eye test for me I mean, I, I've seen him play before And, you know, never really caught my eye But, you know, for, you know, he looked he can look Kind of good in this offense um, Maybe he's improved Alright, so, yeah On the Raiders side of the ball, Derek Carr wasn't playing Neither was Marshawn Lynch uh, DeAndre Washington got the start He did okay um, Let's move on Let's move on to the Lions and Colts uh, So, on the Lions side of the ball Abdullah started uh, He got a dump off and some carries uh, And then Zenner came in and Dwayne Washington came in after Zenner was done with his his work. Um, so, you know, Abdullah seems like somebody who's going to get some work. You know, as soon as the game started, he was pretty involved. Um, you know, so I, I see him being the early down guy and uh, Theo Riddick being the third down guy. It seems like Zenner might be might be involved in short yardage and um, you know, goal line situation. So, you know, Abdullah doesn't have the most value, but in PPR leagues, you know, he's going to get dump offs on first and second down as well. Um, you know, they're a pass first team, so he, he's going to get that work. Um, Kevin Galladay, like I mentioned earlier, he caught two touchdowns. They weren't for Matthew Stafford, but, um, you know, I need, to see, I need to see him on the field with Stafford and I need to see Stafford target him. Uh, but like I said, from an eye test, he looked really good, making several impressive catches. Um, you know, and remember, opportunity is everything. If Stafford isn't throwing him the ball, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so you know that rapport has to be there. But um, he's pretty talented. If he's on the field, I would expect Stafford to target him. Um, uh, on the Colts side of the ball, Robert Turbin started. Frank Gore didn't seem to didn't seem like he was playing, um, and uh, and Pope came in after Turbin and. You know didn't do much but you know Turbin turban looked okay you know he he's a he's a guy who the colts really like um you know he's probably going to be their third down guy and and possibly goal line back as well we've seen last year that turban you know stole a couple goal line carries from frank gore uh let's move on to the seahawks and chargers uh so on the seahawks side of the ball thomas Rawls he got the start and played and stayed in with the starters Prosize was in on third down eddie lacy came in with the second team He had three carries within the five-yard line, including one goal line carry that the offensive line didn't allow him to get in. Um, That was on third down. Remember, this offensive line isn't that great. Um, They went for it on fourth at the goal line with Lacy still in, but they passed it for a touchdown. And I'm pretty sure this was the second team. Um, So this is something that's interesting. So between the two, Eddie Lacy and Thomas Rawls, Thomas Rawls got the start with the ones. Um, We have to continue to monitor this. Was it because Lacy is coming back? From an injury, and they want to take it take it easy with him. I don't know. Um, That doesn't seem like the case to me. But you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, Paul Richardson, you know, he looks good. He made a great diving catch. Um, You know, he he had a couple targets on that Russell Wilson drive. Um, so, yeah, he looked good. He, he did get hurt. Um, you know, he, he might be out for a little bit, but um, it looks like he might be ready. Uh, Pete Carroll did mention today that he should be ready for week one of the regular season. So he got quite a ways to go, and he's someone that you can get super late in drafts. He has the potential, but, you know, just don't know if he's going to get enough volume. Um, on the charter side of the ball, Melvin Gordon started. He played third down. Um, Brandon Oliver came in and got a screen on an early down and made a good play out of it. And then Gordon came back in, which means Oliver was spelling him. Um, Gordon got goal line work as well. It's worth noting though that Go- that Gordon hardly had anyone spelling him last year, you know, which increased his workload. And you know he had a ton of work last year. Um, now with Oliver in the fold, he could see less carries and targets than last year on a per game basis. Um, hopefully his efficiency goes up because of it, but opportunity will most likely go down. He's not going to be that, you know, every single down David Johnson type of back. Um, they had to do it last year because they didn't have anybody else. Woodhead went down early. Um, Oliver went down early as well. And, you know, a lot of people might think that Oliver isn't capable, but Philip Rivers and a few other Chargers were super excited that he was back, and they really liked the type of things that he can do. Um, and they think that he complements Melvin Gordon pretty well. So, you know, that's worth noting. Um Hunter Henry got the first pass of the game. Gates was also playing. Um he got a few targets on the first drive and he caught a he caught a a, a touchdown near the goal line from Rivers. So Gates looked good, you know, like we all <laughs> kind of like go into the draft thinking like, "Oh, Gates is so old. Like what is he going to do?" Like I, I literally picture him like walking with crutches. This is so mean. Walking with crutches into the end zone to try to catch a ball. But you know what? He looked good. He just like he climbed the ladder the ball out of the air, tucked it, touchdown. Um, and that's just what he what he does. That's what he's been doing with Philip Rivers. So, you know, that's what Gates does. He catches touchdowns. Um, Terrell Williams, he had a deep pass target from Rivers. Um, it looked like Rivers was looking for him. Travis Benjamin, he caught a long bomb for a touchdown from Kellen Clemens. Um, you know, these guys are involved. Terrell Williams is involved. Mike Williams, you know, he's going to be out apparently until October. That's the target that they they are expecting him back. Um, But until then, Tyrell Williams is going to be a value in the draft. And, you know, even with Mike Williams back, um, I I see Tyrell Williams still on the field. Um, Let's move on to Packers and the Eagles. Um, On the Packers side of the ball, Ty Montgomery got the start on first down, but he lost a fumble. Not good for a guy who needs to prove himself. You know, and when I say he proves himself, you know, he's still learning how to pass block, you know, and he's fumbling now. So Jamal Williams, he has an opportunity here. Um, Williams didn't get much work in the game. He had like three or four carries, maybe five, um, but didn't see that much out of him. Um, But, you know, there were reports that that Williams was getting um, some first down work. So Montgomery has, you know, a little bit of a competition here um, and he can't fumble and lose a fumble. Um that's just something that they don't want to do, especially in an Aaron Rodgers offense. Rodgers himself doesn't throw the, you know, turn over the ball. So they don't want somebody who's gonna carry the ball and turn turn it over. Um on the Eagles side of the ball, Legarrett Blunt, he's getting most of the carries for the Eagles early on. Uh Jordan Matthews, he was getting a bunch of catches early on as an audition for the Buffalo Bills. It looks like that worked. Um so let's move on to the Saints and Browns. Uh, Alvin Kamara got the start, had a couple of nice runs. He looked pretty good. You know, he wasn't like doing you know anything too crazy, but it, he seemed like an effective runner. Um, on the Brown side of the ball, Osweiler, um, he still sucks. He he was so bad. Um, he got the start, and Cody Kessler came in after him. Deshaun Kaiser came in later on and didn't look so bad. Um, Corey Coleman played, but didn't do much. It's worth noting that he's playing in this first preseason preseason game after being hurt in the offseason with a hamstring injury. Um, that's a good sign for him. Um, Kenny Britt, he got four targets, um, in the end zone, um, you know, in the same possession. (laughs) Uh, I don't think he caught any of them, but you know, he did, um, he did get those targets. So it's worth noting that, you know, he possibly might be their guy, uh, in the end zone, uh, not to say that the Browns will score a lot of touchdowns, but you know it's worth noting. Uh, Patriots and Jaguars. Chris Ivory got the start at running back for whatever reason, so that was a three and out. Fournette came on the ne- came in in the next series. He had four carries in a row, got the first down. Uh, Yeldon was also in with the stars on third down. So you know it seemed like you know the Jaguars kind of know what they want to do. They want to run the ball. They want to run the ball with Fournette, um, you know, and become a run-first team, so that Blake Bortles can be more efficient. They don't have to rely on him throwing the ball forty times a game, um, you know. So this is what they're going to try to do. And you know, Fournette looked good, so um, he's kind of someone that you can get in the drafts a little bit later than the other workhorse running backs. Um, and you know, it's because of his team, the Jaguars don't have the best offensive line. Um, you don't know if they're going to be in all the games, um, as far as game strip game script goes. Um, but I think he's a guy who you can get, who you can depend on his volume. I would expect, you know, 15 to 20 carries a game, maybe a couple catches, but you know, this game, while he was in there, it kind of showed what Jacksonville wants to do. Um, you know come week one but you know we should continue to monitor let's take a look at how he does you know week three hopefully he's back from that foot injury Um, you know and that's that will be the most telling week to see what what kind of team they want to be this year okay on the Patriots side of the ball Deion Lewis got the start Brandon Bolden played Uh, both of these guys got a bunch of work in the first half especially Bolden he always gets a lot of work in the preseason um, and then becomes instantly irrelevant in the regular season Um, Redskins and Ravens. Uh, The Redskins, you know, uh, Terrell Pryor, he got the first target and he dropped it. Um, Rob Kelly, he started. Thompson came in on third down as expected. Uh, Perrine came in. You know, he looked okay. But, you know, he did fumble the ball. Now, remember, Matt Jones last year, early on, had a fumbling problem, and even the year before that he had a fumbling problem, but the team gave him another chance. Um, I don't think they're going to give Perine that many chances. <laughs> I mean, the reason why Matt Jones lost his job was because of the fumbling issues, and Rob Kelly just doesn't fumble. So um, this is not a good sign for Perrine. Um, this is a, a good thing for Rob Kelly. They're being drafted back-to-back right now, um, and Rob Kelly is clearly the guy to have and to own, um, you know, going into week one. I, I really don't think that Perrine is going to, you know, wow coaches and you know to the point where they're going to ignore the fumble or ignore Rob Kelly's lack of fumbling um, and and make a change at the running back position. At least not at this point. I mean, it's possible that you know in the middle of the season he starts getting you know a little bit more cal- carries and. Taking some carries away from Rob Kelly, um, you know, and you know we'll see how he does with those carries. But at this point, Rob Kelly's the guy to draft. Terrence West started started the game for the Ravens. Um, he looked good. Um, you know, he was a guy on, on early downs. Uh, he had a good run to take it down near the goal line. He had a goal line carry and got a touchdown. So he, he looks good. He's someone you can you guys can get late in drafts. Um, I think he is a great value. Uh, where he's going right now uh, just because, you know, he's their early down guy. And Joe Flacco loves to, um, you know, check it down to the running back, even on early downs. All right, let's move on to the Falcons and Dolphins. Um, Dolphins started Matt Moore at QB. Um, Damian Williams got the starter running back and played all three downs. Jai didn't play. Uh, Damian Williams did not look that good. Um, I don't really have much news on the Falcons. It was business as usual for them. Uh, Vikings and Bills. Um, So, on the Vikings side of the ball, Dalvin Cook, he started all three downs. He had a few runs, had a few targets um, out of the backfield, um, and he was getting some real work. He was getting some good work. He looked good, um, you know, and he looked like a workhorse. Um, The Vikings line didn't look that good. I mean, I thought they improved since last year on paper, um, but they didn't look that good in this game. But, you know, maybe they need to work out some kinks. Hopefully, they'll look better in the second preseason game, but. Dalvin Cook, I mean, out of all the rookies, he seems like he's going to have the most opportunity. On the bill side of the ball, Sammy Watkins, he got the first four targets from Tyrod Taylor and caught the first three. And, you know, he looked good. Uh, Tyrod and him had a good connection, but what they didn't know was that they were putting on a show for the Rams. Not sure who who is going to be Tyrod's guy moving forward. It's going to be interesting to find out. So moving on to the Giants and Steelers. On the Steelers' side of the ball, uh, Toussaint started at running back. Um, T.J. Watt, he had two sacks in two series. Not really fantasy-related unless you're an IDP, but still worth noting since he's J.J. Watt's brother. He's actually starting ahead of James Harrison right now. James Harrison is going to come in on special situations, though. If you guys don't follow James Harrison on Twitter, you guys have to follow him. This guy is a beast. Alright, uh, on the giant side of the ball Paul Perkins, he had two carries he, yeah, I'm sorry, he had the first two carries Varian came in on third down uh, And long, and a third down four uh, Perkins, he failed to get a first down On a third and one at the five They gave it to him on a fourth and one On the next play, and he got it he looked OK. I mean, he, nothing really special from Paul Perkins. I, I was hoping that, you know, he can kind of use this opportunity to show us why we should draft him. Uh, but he didn't really do that. But it uh, looks like Vereen has that third down role locked down um, and he, he's pretty relevant in PPR. Uh, let's move on to the Texans and Panthers. The Texans offensive line didn't look that good. Alfred Blue looked good, though. He um, seemed like a more patient runner this year, um, but he looks like he's the backup behind Lamar Miller. Um, Deontay Foreman, he came in a little later. He looked really good. Um, he had a nice pep in his step. He, you know, It was against backups, but he did what he was supposed to do against those backups. But um, he looked like a guy who wanted that number two job. Deshaun Watson, uh, he looked okay after coming in for Tom Savage um he looked a little uncomfortable in the pocket but once he left the pocket he looked a little better um he did seem to leave the pocket a lot though and he was he didn't seem patient enough but you know he's a rookie qb um they said he wasn't ready yet but um and he but he's making good strides um on the pan on the panther side of the ball kelvin benjamin he looked good um he beat jonathan joseph for a nice touchdown catch Man, he's a big boy, and you know, he has that big catch radius. And that imp- that touchdown was pretty impressive against a good corner. Um, he had another nice nice catch and run earlier, where he caught the ball and just bounced off the off the defender, who is normally a short tackler, and you know just ran up the sideline for a first down. Um, you know he, he's kind of a value as well. Remember, he's their f- number one receiver. Um, he lost a little bit of weight, um, so you know he might surprise some people this year. Um, Demir bird, he caught a long touchdown and made it look routine. You know, maybe Ted Ginn replacement, who knows? All right. Last game bears and Broncos. Uh, Mike Glennon didn't look that great. Um, his first two passes were to Meredith. Meredith dropped one. And the second one was an interception for a touchdown, Tough defense, you know, against the the Broncos starting starting D. Um, so can't fault Glennon that much, but he just didn't look that good in this one. Um, Jordan Howard started, even played on the third down, which is interesting. This is something that we weren't sure about Jordan Howard whether he was going to play on third down, so we have to continue to monitor that. Um, Tariq Cohen came in after Howard left. Khadim Carey came in on a third down, maybe because you know of his pass protection skills, um, but it seems like the team wanted to see what Cohen would do. And and, and Cohen, you know, he he played pretty well um, on the Broncos side. C.J. Anderson got five carries early and looked pretty good. Um, Steven really was the only other running back to get carries in the first half. Um, and yeah, and that's it. So um, those were all the games. Um, I would love to hear from you guys and let me know what you guys think. If you guys. Want some more of that? If it brought you any value to kind of go over those games and go over some draft, some draft strategy, um, yeah, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at Faraz Siddiqui, F-A-R-A-Z-S-I-D-D-I-Q-I. Um, we're at, we're you know, Upper Hand Fantasies on Twitter at Upper Hand FFB. We're on Instagram at Upperhand Fantasy, um, And, you know, check us out at UpperHandFantasy.com. So, you know, hit me up. Uh, let me know what you guys think of the podcast. Uh, let me know what I could do better. Um, anything that I could bring value to, get to you guys, I'm very interested in doing that. So I really appreciate you guys listening if you guys made it this far. Um, and have a great Wednesday.